Welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationary Magpie, a creativity and productivity mentor who wants to help you get back in control of your life so you can do the things you love that light you up. Today, I have another interview with a really inspiring person, Nina Elegba from Rhesus Living. We met through Instagram and Rhesus Living is a business that focuses on getting creative and using creative workshops to help you make time for your self-care and improve your well-being, which obviously is what I love. So I had to get Nina on to talk a little bit more about that. Nina's come from a freelance background with a job that didn't really leave much time for her self-care or creativity, but she's now come to recognise just how important it is for her to be creative in her life and is sharing it with other people through Rhesus Living. So we get talking about some of the random creative hobbies that we've picked up in the past. I out myself with a few of my really weird past interests, so bear with me here. I feel like I'd actually like locked them away in my head until Nina asked me, like, what were you into as a teenager? And uh, yeah, it all came out. So look forward to that. I feel like a little bit embarrassed, but also I'm like, well, I enjoyed it at the time. It was creative. Um, so you'll see what you'll see what I'm talking about when you're listening to the episode. I also want to quickly mention just before I start the interview that I'm heading out of launch phase for my mentoring packages at the moment. So at the moment I've been really pushing the marketing and lots of content all focused on mentoring but I'm kind of coming out of that now. But that doesn't mean I don't have any availability, I still have plenty of availability to work one-to-one with you through the productivity boost and the project push. So I've put the link to my mentoring services in the episode description so you can head to that page to check out the packages see if they're right for you, see how I can help you, how we can boost your productivity and push your project further and you can book completely free, no obligation inquiry call to talk a bit more about those packages in relation to you and your life. Just a heads up that my prices will be going up in September so if you're thinking about it but not sure, just something to bear in mind. That's all I'm going to say about them for now so let's get on with the episode and start the interview. Hello Nina, it's lovely to have you on the podcast. Can you just tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what you love, etc.? Oh, thanks so much for having me today, my fellow magpie. Yes. <laughs> love it. So in a in another life, I used to run a jewelry company, and my company was literally called Magpie on the Run because that is exactly me. <laughs> but I am Nina Elegba. I'm the founder of Rhesus Living, which is a creative wellness brand that basically creates experiences, connections, and products to help you manage the stresses and burnout of modern day life. Yeah, I mean. What a year as well for like stress and burnout. <laughs> Surely like what we need right now. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So within Rhesus, what I do is I basically organise and host different creative workshops, all designed to help you experience mindfulness through making. And then in store, basically got like um, these curated calm kits, which are basically a collection of different sustainable um, vegan wellness products that you can basically help interweave within your day to basically create different rituals to just help you press pause and manage that bird out because I've definitely learned from the wrong side of the coin I used to um work in tv production which is like such a it's a great like really fun industry to be in but it's definitely one of those pressure cooker environments that kind of it's also it's getting so much better but when I was growing up within the industry it very much was like a bit of a badge of honor in terms of burnout oh yeah 
So I think as well, being like freelance, you get so used to being like, okay, I need to find my next job. And because you haven't got like a HR manager telling you, oh, actually, in this contract, you're owed four weeks holiday. So you need to make sure you take it. Like when you're freelancing, you just end up going from job to job to job. And definitely found myself like on that fast paced treadmill, working in an environment which basically is like an impression wasn't necessarily sustainable for the long run maybe not for the long run I definitely say like if I had my time again and one of the things I always look to do with like training up like my team members like Mm. beneath me is to tell people like it's okay to take breaks it's okay to have rest like whether it's like a long weekend or even in especially when you're freelance I think just like actually booking in holidays for yourself and like managing that time and yeah I think through just like all my different experiences with managing my own well-being and recovering from burnout and learning Mm. about the signs of it I've definitely found that one of the practices that's really helped me is tapping back into my creativity and yeah using crafting to basically help me experience mindfulness because I don't know about you but sometimes you know you're so used to being like constantly busy yeah so difficult to sit still and I wasn't one of these people who like instantly took to meditating either because no I I feel like I have to have something to do with my hands or like have to be doing something like I find it really hard to just sit with my thoughts and I know like you don't have to kind of completely empty your mind and I know that it's helped a lot of people but I just struggle so much because I'm such a fidget and it's like like you say when you're used to being busy I suppose it is kind of like still doing something but in a really kind of calm relaxed way that's a bit more nourishing and less kind of taking your energy away and more like giving you more energy yeah exactly that like I always find that like you know sometimes you go into like I'm all about having like different methods of like self-care mm. that you go to and use them in like different like doses of time that you need to and sometimes it'd be like especially like after like a really like hectic filming period going right okay I'm gonna have like a day just like dedicated to crafting and going into it so like tired and drained but yeah. actually coming out even more like re-energized I think it's like the beauty of it yeah. and it's that thing where you're saying like it's about taking I suppose that like franticness you've got but re-challenging it in a different way in the moment you can re-challenge it into your hands mm. and depending on what craft you're doing whether you're doing something like pottery or marbling like that craft itself will naturally start pulling you back and kind of slowing you down which I yeah. love and it helps you just like reconnect that way yeah so I mean yeah today basically that is the focus of the podcast is what creativity can do for your well-being um so you were working your really you know busy tv job and basically how how did you get from like get from that to realizing how important creativity was for you in your life I think so I in tv worked in like the production management side of things Mm which is like really interesting in the way sometimes the industry is constructed because it's not something that one of my best friends like works in advertising and she's like a producer so within her job she deals with both the logistical side of things and Mm. what people deem the typical creative side of things and I think already that in itself like what people typically deem as creative I think it's got a lot more problems and like boundaries and you almost like need to start like knocking down because I think you can define what creativity is is for you as a person definitely what it looks like yeah I have this kind of not this necessarily a problem but with a lot of my clients some of them say I don't see myself as a creative person and I'm like but you you do creative things and you you know try things and you like you write and you 
you know, you do crafts. But it's, yeah, it's funny that, that they don't assign that label to themselves. Yeah, and I definitely had it for so long, and I think as well, because what, you know, I go like 90% of my job was like logistical based. Mm. You kind of, you know, you get pigeonholed in that box and you yeah. kind of just, you start getting seen as like, you know, a walking, talking spreadsheet sometimes. And what I love about what you do, especially like with all your bullet journey, journaling, is that it brings out like, it taps into like that productive brain. I can't remember if it's like your left or right side, but then also you're combining it with so much creativity and flair as you're designing your pages and working your way through like the weeks and months that I think it's such a nice blend. And mm. the more things that we can do like that to kind of like tap into our inner creativity and also, like you say, start seeing where it bleeds out to other areas where you're just yeah. like, you don't even realize that actually you're more creative than what you think you are because we're seeing it through someone else's lens. Exactly. It's like, I think that's why I go on about bullet journaling so much. And to be fair, bullet journaling is what led me to this whole thing of creativity and productivity. Cause I think mm-hmm. it just kind of taught me that you can still use your creativity in like every area of your life really. And kind of using it for your productivity is kind of making it fun and then making you more likely to use your productivity methods. And then it all just kind of like, I don't know it's like a lovely circle like you know like the bad circles when you like go around in a circle but it's like a good one but I think it just kind of taught me that like you you can be creative like making a spreadsheet even like you can get really into that and I think it's challenging the idea of what is creative and kind of using it to just enjoy more things as well yeah totally and that's definitely like how I've like designed and like crafted like the workshops Mm. workshops I hold it's all about creating for pleasure without any pressure which I think I've kind of started off with like crafts that naturally force you to slow down but also with stuff like marbling because it's like an abstract craft Mm. like there's no right or wrong way to like what your finished piece is yeah which is what I love so I always say that's like a great like craft for people to start with when they're kind of exploring their creativity because a lot of it is so intuitive it's like Mm. you picking what colors that you put together but then also like the way you manipulate that across the water is yeah so like special yeah and you can't think about it and no no print you do will ever be the same as the next one like I've had it like loads especially over the last couple of months being like I'm gonna do some example pieces and I'm gonna create like a series and I want them to all look identical and I'm like why are you doing that Nina like you know more than anybody like these pieces you can use the same kind of palettes like they're not gonna come out identical and that's so good because it just switches you off and starts like breaking up those preconceived boundaries that we kind of put in place on ourselves yeah it's good because it like makes you let go of that control I think a lot of times when people pursue something creative they really want to like control the outcome and produce something like perfect or really good and it Mm -hmm. does it's not always like that and I don't think it always has to be it's a lot about for me it's a lot about the process of doing something and I think that we need to kind of shift the focus onto that rather than the finished result absolutely like even if we just take it back to like childhood like you remember yes. I mean like coming back from school and like you're so proud <laughs> of the piece you made that day and you kind of sit down to talk to your family about it and like my mum would be like this is beautiful dear but what <laughs> the frick is this like and only you you know I'd be like what do you mean like I've done a whole like sunset scene and this is like a farmer and this is this and she'd be like mm-hmm. but you know to her eyes she's just like <laughs> smudges on the page but I think we need to take that magic that we kind of had as kids and being like like, this is what I'm putting my stamp down on in yeah. terms of like 
what my creativity is and if it makes complete sense to you then great and if it doesn't then that's also okay and it's just like ever appreciating the process rather than sometimes the piece itself like you said yeah like it's funny isn't it like kids they come home with so much artwork like I know my sister's fridge is full of it (laughs) (laughs) she feels and they want it all up there they're like yeah proud of this look at this this is great yeah yeah fine maybe to like a critical art point of view it's not the best but they're like proud of it and they made it and they they want to celebrate that so I suppose we should yeah we need to take more cues from them even if it's so do a cut up egg box dipped in glitter or something like that yeah but it's like your cut up egg box and it's also like it's the act of doing that that has forced you to like step off the treadmill Mm. and take some time out for you and I think yeah that needs to be celebrated tenfold definitely I mean I was going to ask we've kind of talked already about the kind of benefits of creativity Mm -hmm. but if you were gonna if someone was gonna ask you like okay Nina why should I bother what would you tell them I would say like mindful creativity is about giving you back that time to like explore create and like reconnect with yourself Mm. and yeah that's definitely its benefits and who doesn't need more of that especially during these times yeah definitely how important I mean obviously it feels like a lot more people have started to become more aware of the need to be creative as a kind of well-being activity especially in the past year Mm. yeah what do you think definitely I think that's I think it's so good it's like such a good like resurgence and like yeah I've definitely like started embracing more things that I used to do as a kid like I remember when I was like nine and we just like first moved into like our neighborhood Mm. he's this amazing old lady called Betty who is very much like a bit like a Peggy Mitchell like kind of like figure and she like grew up in the local area she like her family lived like two streets two streets down and she was like to my mum she's just like oh does Nina want to come around to my house a couple times um a week and I'll teach her how to crochet my mum was a bit like oh okay stranger (laughs) like just moved into the neighborhood we were like literally like one of the we were I think actually the first like black family like on our street at that time yeah and it was such a lovely gesture that she had put out there as well. And my mom's just like, so she like spoke to me when we got back home and I was like, oh, well, you know, Betty's got a dog. So I'm definitely <laughs> <going> <laughs> And I used to like go to her house like a couple of times a week and she taught me how to crochet That's and so I cool. absolutely loved it. And it's something that I haven't done properly until like this lockdown came back around again. So I kind of like dabbled in and out of like crocheting and like knitting and weaving and yeah, just this like resurgence and energy, especially on platforms like Instagram and Pinterest. It's like re-inspired me to kind of tap into what I call my forgotten craft. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And I think there's enough space for everybody to be, in this space creating and putting out their work mm. like there's enough to go around for everybody yeah it's it's really interesting I, I never really thought about it as like people refinding things that they did in the past but maybe let go of but I suppose yeah that's what a lot of people I've seen a lot more people kind of taking up new things and like trying a new activity but it's quite interesting to go back to something that you used to do and kind of try and find or like hopefully find the joy in it again yeah and I think it's just that whole like you know this period literally stopped everybody in its yeah. tracks, didn't it? Like around the globe, like we all stood still. And then you kind of really examine like what is going on in life, yeah. what's going around you, the people in your world. And yeah, it's definitely been a time for 
I suppose rediscovering but also learning as well so mm, definitely also crafts I think are getting a lot trendier again I feel like how knitting and crochet used to be viewed very much as like stuff that your nana did yeah <laughs> Everyone's suddenly talking about their like granny crochet squares, aren't they? Yeah, well, I'm crocheting a cardigan, which you know is super granny, but I'm loving it, and uh, you know it's colourful. It's gonna hopefully look good. It's hopefully gonna fit me. Amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I find oh, it's great fun, like sitting in the evening, like if I'm at my mum's, cat next to me, crocheting. Yeah, embracing my old woman lifestyle just a little no, bit totally. sooner than I imagined. <laughs> I kind of love that it is getting like more like trendy shall we say because I feel like it's like more acceptable because it's something that I have like always done I've definitely always found it's really helped me in terms of like managing my well-being and Mm. it used to be you know like on a weekend you're like getting to like work or whatever on Monday and everyone like oh what'd you get up to this weekend I'll be like oh you know nothing just like chill but secretly I'm like oh I went to this like crafting workshop and didn't feel like you should say because everyone else had been like (laughs) down the pub or something and now I'm just like oh screw it like that's what yeah. I did on my weekend like <laughs> yeah I feel like there used to be a little bit of a not maybe like a shame but people like maybe slightly judging you for like doing things like knitting and crocheting if they're going out like being social and I think there's, sh- there's a shift there now yeah and I think it's a different sort of like sociability is that word mm. sociability. that comes social yeah I don't think it is a word, is it? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different type of socialising. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more grammatically correct, shall I? But it's a different type of socialising. And I think that I think it's good to have like different layers to yeah, everything you different. do because different activities will energise and re-energise you in different ways. And that that for me is like how we need to be crafting. Yeah our lives to better look after our well-being like having different laser activities and different people that you go to to help you stay balanced when you can yeah it's like you just increase the kind of thing you know the people that you can talk to and the people that you might meet that you would never have met before because you know they don't maybe go out to the pub but if they'd go to a crochet workshop you never know like you might meet them and make a friend and it's nice yeah it's nice to have different people in your life for like the different things you do yeah just just having like yeah they shared experiences and shared learning that comes from it as well and I think that's one thing I definitely like really miss about you see like a Monday night like pottery class with so many different like walks of life there but you learn so much about not just people but also about yourself when you like you say expose yourself to different worlds and that comes from doing different activities which yeah and just trying new things as well and just seeing what you like like you never know until you try it like I never yeah. thought I would like crochet and here I am. <laughs> what sort of stuff did you do before? Like creative stuff. Yeah. Um, I suppose a lot of I kind of flip between I mean bullet journaling's probably like the main one and kind of lettering. Hmm. I've done a lot of kind of um I used to do like dance when I was younger and then I did hula hoop dance and Oh wow. Yeah, I'm more like active creative stuff and yeah. I suppose I did art at like GCSE level and I quite like stuff like my mum is the kind of person like she used to do um art classes so mm-hmm. at home we always used to have like loads of art supplies but I don't know if it was a little bit like overload because she'd always be like let's do some art and I'd be like no <laughs> I want to go on MSN or 
you know I feel like that my kind of creativity was always a little bit different like I used to love I'm so exposing myself now um I really loved the sims and I remember I remember making like sim music videos sim music videos yeah so this uh, yeah really weird but it basically like making a music video using yeah the sims and a load of cheats which is really niche and some of them were really weird no but you look at so many like music videos these days like that's some untapped skill that you've yeah. got <laughs> like, especially like that... those like electro music stuff yeah so like making like weird little things like that like weird little creative things there wasn't really like one creative activity that I could say that was my thing necessarily mm-hmm. but I like to kind of try different things like that and then you know like um like actually like on sims like designing houses and you know I used to actually writing I was really into at one point I wrote like three quarters of a really bad teen fallen angel story oh I was terrible <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote like 50,000 words it was I wrote oh, well words that is like dissertation then. I know. I never did a dissertation because of my degree. So like, yeah, there we go. I did that and then I realised it was all rubbish. And yeah, I've never touched that again. But yeah, I was quite into writing. But I kind of dabble in a lot of things. It's like that magpie thing. Yeah. Of wanting to try the new thing. Because I quite enjoy that, you know, finding something new and learning the new skill, I think. Mm-hmm. And then kind of when it gets really difficult and complicated, I'm like, oh, I'm done with it now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got what I wanted. I've got what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> On the shelf you go. Yeah. I know. So I used to work with different jewelry designers. So my company was basically a platform for merchant designers around the world mm. who are all working handmade. And that's like another thing that I suppose craft has always been like within everything I do. Like my yeah. mum's a seamstress. So when I was like little, I was very much like, I used to have a full on like button collection if we're going with full <laughs> exposés like and it was organized like I had wow. a lot in my little case like it was all like color coded all different types of materials and then like the button box then became a bead box um so you always used to like love like making jewelry and then yeah when with my jewelry company whenever I was like hosting like pop-up shops mm-hmm. or like events I would always invite like makers who ran workshops yeah because for me I think as well like especially when it comes to like craft the more you can like physically sit behind the bench of the designer like, the more you understand about their the process, their process yeah. yeah and also like really appreciate even more like how the piece you're wearing has like come to be mm. and that's why I love like that I suppose that education that also comes from craft as well so yeah yeah wherever I can fly that flag I'm all, I'm all for it yeah, it's like me writing my really bad book and then realising how hard it is and being like, oh yeah, writers, they... they <laughs> <laughs> so much respect. Yeah. yeah, I think your respect level goes up when you realise what goes into something. Um, do you think it's important for people who have a kind of creative job, do you think it's important for them to have like a kind of separate creative practice outside oh, of that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Because you're so used to for work when you're working for a brief or a client or even just like a timeline or a deadline like obviously you're still enjoying it because you've you've like Mm. that's that's your calling isn't it and you've made that into I mean able to make it into a career but there's 
there is like a pressure that comes from that as well. And I think the moment you can free yourself from it and look at experimenting in different disciplines and different fields just for fun, like mm. I'm all about re-ejecting like play into your life wherever you can. So yeah, I would say even more so for creative beings, like you need to have separate creative activities because also that's what helps. Like, you know, we're saying about things being like circling, like your yeah. ecosystem keep going around. I always find that when I'm stuck on like one area of like my business, the moment I go off and do a completely different activity, it opens me back up and it like helps me remove those blocks. Like I went to this amazing, in between the last two like lockdowns, yeah. went to this amazing like perfume like making workshop. And for me, I was just like, I just want to go there, learn about scents, how it gets used. I knew I was going to have like no desires to sit there and like <laughs> become a perfumery. I can never say yeah. it. Perfum- you know, launch my... I, from here. I can never say or the nose as they called it oh, in something yeah. so they like I knew I had like no desire to sit there and like make that into a into a career or bring that into yeah. like my world I was just going just to have fun and just to explore and kind of yeah re like that spark within me so I think yeah do you think it's too tempting sometimes for people to try like if they have a creative thing that they enjoy for them to try and make it into like a business I th- I, that is such a tricky question as someone who it probably is. walks both sides of that coin <laughs> <laughs> each and every day yeah I think it is like I'm all about answering your calling and going with mm. you know what is your way of like being pers- purposeful like back into the world and like helping like leave it a better place than when we found it so in that sense I'm like yeah like go with it but you do need you do need to have that separate bit that's just for you that doesn't have to be Mm. shared for other people yeah definitely I think when like speaking to um it was I spoke to a friend Mary who's got this colors of Sheffield project Mm. and she's talking about like she loves a bit like me she loves picking up a hobby and like having a go at it and she started doing like embroidery and then she started taking commissions and then she said after a little while the fact that she kind of turned it into a business kind of took away some of the fun of it because she wasn't just doing it for herself anymore. She was doing it for people who wanted her to do it. And it was kind mm. of, it changed it, I suppose. So I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because people people kind of almost reactively now, like you show them something creative, you've done like, oh, you can make a business out of that. And it's like, yeah, I could, but I don't necessarily want to. Yeah, it's definitely difficult, like finding like where to draw that line, isn't it? And mm. I think like, even sometimes within your business and like within your discipline, you need to find like different layers that maybe some pieces you make that are just like just for you, just to have in your house that will never end mm-hmm. up anywhere else. And those are really those like ultimate like one off bespoke commissions because yeah. you, you know someone be like, oh, because you did one for me. You're like, actually no, this one's just yeah. for me. Right. But let me introduce you to my other body of work <laughs> <laughs> that's available for you. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, on the other side as well, I've had a client who was like, I like crafting, but I feel like all the things I make, I need to do something with them. And But she was like, but I don't really want a business. But she was like, but I need to do something with them. And that's when I say, like, you have them around your house, because I think, I love, like, you were like, if I were to flip, like, the camera around, like, my little office on Nook I've got here is, like, full of, like, loads around the pieces I've made, which I love, because it reminds me that, of that fun I've had making them mm. and it's all it's like a mental note that it's something that I need to keep on doing or stuff like vases I've made which I will tell you like I've definitely got like 
shelves of loads of like misshapen vases like, throughout <laughs> the year but it reminds me to like go and like fill them up with flowers so I think it's so good to have those things around and for the other pieces where you just feel like it's becoming too much mm. share that joy like <laughs> yes like that, you know, gift it to people yeah. like that is the best thing isn't it and they're going to cherish it even more because it's something that you've created so yeah yeah a lot of times like what I love doing, especially like in my workshops, is helping people make peace for themselves, but also being like, okay, we're going to do two of this thing because mm. have one for you and like pay it forward and spread that joy into somebody else. Yeah. And yeah, keep keep channeling it out there. Yeah, everyone gets a misshapen vase. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. I love oh, my mum's definitely had a few and I know there is some <laughs> that are in the shed because even, <laughs> even she is like, oh honey, no. <laughs> This one does not need to see the light of day. Oh, well, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about it, like cluttering of your house. It's yeah, I've moved. I've moved on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I love as well. I love when people do crafts that, like, they're so like so obviously terrible, like the result, but you can just see someone's had so much fun. Like, I yeah. think I follow a TikTok account called, like, Shitty Craft Club or something, and she just makes the most ridiculous things. But you can just see that she just has so much fun doing it, and she's like, look yeah. at this stupid thing I made. Great. But it's so, it's so like, subjective, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, And that's why I think as well, like, Instagram's so interesting in that space because you've got things where you kind of sit and be like, oh, this is, like, Instagram worthy. Like, this should yeah. this should make the grid. <laughs> Even just, like, the way the hierarchy of it's, like, set up. Like, this is what should stay in the grid and should stay as, like, yeah. my testament, my, like, portfolio to people about my work. And this is something that should just go in stories so you can see in a bit and it can just disappear. Like, yeah, even that hierarchy we've got there, yeah. like, we need to start, like, knocking that down. And I say, so, yeah, putting out more stuff that you deem as, like, wonky or awkward like the more the better the more the merrier yeah wonky is beautiful in its own way yeah. like space space for it all exactly why do you think some people have a bit of a block with being creative I think it's that fear isn't it that fear of like judgment especially because mm. what you're making and doing is like it's personal to you isn't it it's like literally yeah. come from like from your hands from your brain from your body and then you're sharing it out to people and sometimes it's that whole thing, isn't it? Like when we share things, like you want to share that joy, but also you know, like you're then opening yourself up for yeah someone's comment on it, whether yeah. it's going to be a good supportive thing or something like you deem to then be judgmental. That's then going to skew your vision of how you created or how you originally interpreted that piece. And I think yeah, a lot of block definitely comes from that. And then just mm. also just bit like comparison theory as well, like seeing other people out there, like running in their lane flying their lane sometimes you're then like I don't know if I can keep up with that and that definitely holds us all back like I've yeah yeah there's a lot of things and I think one of the big ones is um like we were kind of talking earlier about labels and like people who don't define them as themselves as creative because maybe they've not they don't consider themselves to be like traditionally artistic or things like that like there's a post I've posted it a few times like it's one of those grid posts that always does well, so I always repost it, but it's like... <laughs> but the message needs to be heard. Exactly. It's like it's something <laughs> like, you know, creativity is not the same as being artistic. Like, they're two different things to me anyway. Ooh. Because artistic... That is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, you can be creative in pretty much every area of your life, whereas I feel like artistic is kind of... I don't know. It's something different to me. That's so interesting. And I think it's well, because I... 
like, I would always say, like, I have definitely found myself, like, at comfortable at times, like, being associated with the label of, like, being a creative. Because mm-hmm. I think as well, like, a lot of it came from my background in terms of, like, my professional background. Like, I've always been so blessed that my family is so supportive because it's, like, I suppose weird for me, like, I have a day job that yeah. to the outside world people deem as, like, creative. Yeah. So my parents never blocked me being like, oh, you need to get like a proper job. Like <laughs> they they see my TV career as my proper job mm-hmm. and anything else and projects I do on top of that, they're a bit like, oh, what is she up to? <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've always been like lucky in that sense. But then because what I did in TV was working on the production management, logistical side of things, like that label of like being a creative basically gets like stripped back from you. And mm-hmm. so even like now so when people like label me as a creative I'm like oh am I because I spent like you know like coming up to like 20 years in the industry that kind of told me that what I was doing wasn't creative at all so I definitely find it jarring especially when I then sit there and I'm like I'm so blessed like I've got such amazing who I will always deem as like the pinnacle of like creative friends who are like jewelers and artists and seamstress and for me I'm like well that's that's them when you say creative like, yeah. that's why you like see it and it's like yeah getting used to I suppose kind of seeing myself within that world and like and rightly so like that is my world that's all I've ever known and that's also what I love so yeah shaking off those labels that mm. go around but also the ones you put on yourself is so definitely it's funny isn't well. it that you like we feel like being a creative implies a certain level like a certain standard of creativity and in fact it's more for me anyway it's more about how you approach kind of life with a bit of curiosity and that Mm. kind of open mind to trying new things and having a go and kind of maybe using you know like your hands or your mind in a different way to how you usually are yeah I love that like curiosity is definitely like one of the words I really like to hold on to and kind of see where you can embody in all like you're saying in all different walks of life yeah Definitely. If someone hasn't spent much time being creative, maybe in a while, and they want to start exploring it for themselves, what advice would you give them to get started? I would say, one, just get started because we spend so much time just like overthinking, (laughs) (laughs) myself included, and always like start small. So even if you kind of start off being like, you know what, I just want to get back into like colouring and you kind of like get a coloring in book get some coloring pencils Mm. and kind of start getting that and start that way but I always find like doing what's I suppose deemed more like abstract crafts and arts a great way to start especially with something like marbling because there literally is no blueprint in terms of like this is what your piece should look like afterwards it is what you make it I think that's so good because it it's all about the process it's all about the process and it literally just like smashes down any walls you want to put up in terms of what you think is going to be like the what's the word I'm thinking of like the like ex- good like example like yeah. specimen of a piece like okay I must like recreate that exactly in this way like there is no there's like there is no specimen to you get for no. you to go off in that sense so yeah so trusting so, yourself yeah mm, and just like learning to like go with like your intuition and your instinct so yeah I think one thing I, I want to add to that as well is that I think sometimes think once they start, people think once they start a new creative activity, 
they need to do it kind of constantly and kind of like every day. And I think so because sometimes we don't seem to like like doing something for a little bit and then stopping. And then some people seem to see that as like a little bit of a failure of like, oh, well, I didn't carry on. And then it seems to be hard to get back to it. But I think like we've talked about kind of approaching it from a place of fun and just like picking it up when you need it or when you realize like, hmm, feel a bit funky. Why do I feel like this? Probably because I haven't been creative in a while and kind of giving yourself the permission as well to kind of have breaks from it sometimes. Yeah, I think I definitely like live my life basically constructed around different like rituals. And I always say like your rituals kind of like what you make it and also how you use it and I think there's some things where you sit there and go, okay, that's like my weekly ritual. That's my mm. daily ritual. That's like my monthly ritual. And just kind of knowing where you are with it on that scale. But yeah, it's so difficult because you sit there and go, everyone does it, don't you? You kind of beat yourself yeah. up if you're like, oh God, I haven't done this for ages. Like, why have I not done it? And I think it's more about when that happens, recognizing actually this is something that I need to inject more of within mm. my life like use that as a as a reminder as like a jolt to be like okay well where can I start like making more space and more time for it and then you'll just you'll naturally get into into what works as a good rhythm for you yeah and like your body in your mind like as you need it to happen yeah yeah just just listen to those definitely listening to yourself and coming from it like at it from a place of joy rather than kind of people punishing themselves because they haven't done it enough or they haven't done you know it's a good enough standard and I think it's that curiosity and kind of enjoying it the process that we need to focus on yeah absolutely yeah it's been such a great conversation about creativity and all of that amazing stuff um have you got any creative productive projects that you're excited about that you want to share have you got any cool workshops coming up so I am developing two things at the moment so workshop wise I'm basically looking at at the moment I run like an introduction to marbling Mm. where we kind of work on um, different materials from paper marbling to marbling on ceramics and basically working on a step up from that we're looking at basically marbling different fabrics which I love because then you can kind of take those fabrics like if you like see me on like Instagram like you'll always notice that I'm always in a headscarf yeah (laughs) so looking at the ways that we can basically use that marbling technique to create things like headscarves and scrunchies and yeah so I'm kind of playing around with different materials at the moment and actually just before I jumped on this call I just received delivery of some I'm working with this amazing lady called Helen, whose company is called Nelly and Eve. And something that, you know, I was saying about tapping back into mm. forgotten crafts for me, I basically like really got back into weaving during oh. this time. And Helen makes her own yarns. And it's definitely something I've been like really conscious about, like looking at where I can make my life just like more sustainable where I can and crafting is definitely one of those elements as well so a lot mm. of stuff I like to do is like using work and like upcycle and then when we are using like new things looking at doing them in a way that is like as mindfully and as sustainably created as we can yeah so yeah we're kind of working on a weaving kit and I've just had um I've just had a little delivery of all these like sample yarns that she's been putting together and she like naturally dyes them with plant dyes like up in her farm in Wales so yeah that is very exciting and Wales represent very nice (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, hopefully, yeah, watch watch this space. Yeah. Hopefully we do with you for May. Oh, well, that's so exciting. So where can people find you, follow you, find out what's happening? So um on all social platforms I'm at Rhesus Living mm-hmm. and then the website is rhesusliving.com. Lovely. I will put all the stuff in the description. Thank you so much, Nina. It's been such a joy to chat. Oh, thank you so much, lovely. My pleasure, my fellow magpie. Yeah, bye. Thank you so much again, Nina, for being such a wonderful guest. I think we could have carried on talking all afternoon, all day, all evening, but that would have been quite an intense podcast to listen to. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. Remember to follow Nina on Instagram at Rhesus Living. I've put the link in the description as well as mine, of course. So please like, subscribe, follow, review the podcast if you enjoyed it. I always love to hear from you via my Instagram DMs as well. So if a part of this episode really resonated with you, feel free to share. I'd love to hear your embarrassing teenage hobbies too. Please make me feel better. Um, Yeah, so sometimes putting a podcast out feels very one-sided, so I really enjoy getting feedback and hearing your takes and opinions on the things that I've discussed, so go for it. As I mentioned before, if you're interested in having me as your mentor, I still have availability for both one-off and ongoing clients, and you can get more information on the packages I offer through the link in the description. But that's all for today, and I hope you have a wonderful, creative, productive day.